Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Alright, good evening folks. We are getting ready to discuss another movie. Um, tonight we sat down to watch the reanimator um, based off the HP Lovecraft short story. Um, so we'll get right into the movie here. Herbert West is at the top of his class in medical school. How can you teach such drivel? These people are here to learn and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. What are He's you? brilliant, but a little weird. I've broken the six to 12 minute barrier. I've conquered brain death. His experiments have always been unorthodox. It was dead. I but lately they're getting out of hands. And he's just made a discovery that could wake up the dead. Herbert West has affected reanimation in dead animal tissue. What are you thinking? How do you feel? You? 15 cc's of reagent being administered. Once you wake up the dead, you've got a real mess on your hands. Dead? Not anymore. Herbert West brought a lot of dead people back to life. And not one of them showed any appreciation. H.P. Lovecraft's classic tale of horror, Reanimator. Mr. West. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head get a job in a sideshow? It will scare you to pieces. Um, the movie starts out with Dr. Herbert West working on, I think his name was Dr. Goober. Um, he's having a serious side effect and his eyes are starting to gush and his head looks like it's about to explode. Anyways, um, he was doing an experiment on this doctor when he definitely shouldn't be doing it because he's a student for one thing. And uh, he killed, by the sounds of it, he probably killed Dr. Goober to bring him back to life. Uh, and there's a little bit more to that. Like, uh, he was in like a mental mental hospital at the time as an inpatient after this happened or maybe during this whole segment. Uh, then we get to, into the intro music of the movie, which is really nice. I think the m movie and the... The Anami artwork.
artwork and color scheme. Uh, it's very bright and vibrant, and just the music. And the music in general in this movie is just amazing. I, I absolutely love love the movie. Um, then we cut to, I think it's Miskatonic Medical School in Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Massachusetts? Whatever. You know, that place. Massive two shits, as my daughter likes to say. Um, but yeah, we see a group of students. Um, and a doctor trying to bring someone back to life. Uh, the one medical student, Dan, who's who just doesn't want to give up on the patient. He just wants to keep trying and trying and trying. But the patient is long gone now. And they got to pronounce her dead. Um, then he he's tasked with the job of taking the body to the morgue. Um, and there's a security officer sitting outside the morgue. Uh, I guess he's posted there all the time. Which he brings up a very interesting question. He's like, I'm not sure why they keep the doors locked. Because nobody wants in. And nobody's getting out. Which is a really honest question. I don't understand why they would have a security guard post it right at the morgue. Because really, people are going in. No one's really coming out. And if they're coming out, they're coming out as a zombie. So, uh, I guess maybe they're already prepping for the zombie apocalypse. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, when Dan's dropping out the body, he's kind of like, kind of put it beside this other body. And the body that he's trying to get beside, the hand keeps falling off the the gurney and he's kind of got to like wiggle his way around like you know excuse me excuse me come through excuse me come through um but yeah then he gets caught off by the dean um the dean's in the morgue showing herbert west the newest student of the school he's giving him like a grand tour around so he sees the morgue sees all the the medical staff all the areas and whatnot uh and of course herbert west is the doctor from the beginning of the movie who was doing the test or treatment on dr good goober whatever his name might have been um, he's definitely a little messed up, uh, very clearly a little bit messed up in the head. Uh, we also, uh, meet Carl Hill, I believe his name is. Uh, he's a well-known brain doctor. He's also a creep and an asshole, because we'll get into that a little bit later in the movie. Um, we also find out that Dan is nailing the Dean's daughter. Um, and during this, there's this whole scene of them, you know, getting it on, making love like you do in a 80s horror movie and there's they have this cat named rufus and you literally see the cat looks like it just gets tossed into scene it's, it's not like a cat naturally jumping it's literally like someone grabbing this cat and just tossing him in the scene just so the cat would be in the scene uh, i gotta get a laugh at that that happens twice in this one scene so and then uh dan's um dan's talking to her he wants her to you know move in with him so you he can help afford the place that he's got and he wants to get married to her and all this and that and she doesn't want to because her dad's going to be against it because her dad being the dean and whatnot um so dan starts playing around pretending he's a, a zombie and starts chasing her to the front door he's playing as a zombie with the like blanket on his head um but yeah he's chasing her to the front door she opens the front door to kind of like escape you know being a playful couple and we see herbert west just literally just stand there not knocking not doing anything just staying at the door uh, but we actually find out he's there to ask about the apartment or the room for rent uh, the one thing he's most concerned about is the basement because that's where he wants to do his evil experiments and tests uh, we also find out that he's from switzerland that's where he was going to school over there and he claims he's learned everything he could over there so that's why he came to america also if someone's moving in with you and their one concern is what the basement looks and how the basement is i would be a little bit concerned about that just just it's kind of like a little bit of a red flag um then we cut back to carl the brain doctor giving a lecture uh going on about brain surgery and he's like pretty much explaining how to like scalp the person to get into the brain 
And he's like, it's pretty much just like peeling a giant orange. I guess in a way it is, you know, you cut the scalp a little bit and then you just peel that, peel that flesh back. Um, that's weird to think of. Really, it's, uh, it's not something I really think of uh, at all. But anyways, during this lecture, he's explaining how long the brain can stay alive after being removed. And Herbert's getting really pissed. He's he snapped two pencils and to the point where it's starting to piss off Carl. And uh, to the point where Carl's like, Mr. West, I think you should invest in a pen then. Um, and then the, at the end of the class, they get into an argument between the two, um, cause Herbert's saying that he's, the teacher's wrong and that the brain can live a little bit longer and that pretty much the teacher's just a copycat of an experiment or whatnot that's already been done. And he's pretty much just copying it word for word and he's not doing his own uh, work on it. And then, uh, we cut to, uh, Meg, the Dean's daughter, the Dean and Carl all sitting down for dinner. I don't know if that's a regular thing that they do. Maybe the Dean and Carl are good friends for all I know. But uh, Meg gets ready to leave uh, leave for dinner, I believe, at this point in time. And um, after she leaves, um, Carl says pretty much like to the Dean, you know, uh, your daughter deserves better than Dan. Um, he's pretty much just using her for the, the chance to get a scholarship. And, you know, the Dean doesn't want to believe it at all. And he thinks that Dan's a very nice guy and, you know, plate and whatnot. Um, but Carl's trying to put some doubt into his mind because secretly Carl wants to have Meg for herself. And there's a giant age gap there, but, uh, he's a creep. Um, then we have Megan, Dan, they're studying and, uh, we find out that Meg's very, very worried by Herbert. Uh, she's very, you know, thrown off by him, creeped out by him, which is rightfully so. He's a very weird character. Um, uh, but during this whole situation, they, for whatever reason, they realize that they haven't seen Rufus around at all their cat <coughs> so you know they decide to go look for him you know not outside by any means but they look for the the house or whatever they have um and meg heads down into herbert's room in search for rufus and then she finds the cat dead inside of herbert's mini fridge um herbert then walks into the room and you know she thinks it's dan walking in the room and she gets all scared because it's actually herbert and he's like why are you doing what are you doing in my room why why are you in here i pay for a room get out of my room you know, he wants his privacy. He doesn't want anyone around at all. Um, that's when Herbert then tries to explain that the cat got stuck in the garbage and he got his head stuck in a jar. And he found the cat and he didn't want to call Dan because Dan was at school or work, whatever you might want to call it. And he wanted to wait to explain, him later, explain it to him later. Uh, just given this kind of bullshit story. Really, it's probably just a bullshit story. Um, Dan takes his cat back and then... Uh, we see there's a green vial uh, sticking out of Herbert's jacket, and he's he's pretty much like, "Well, what's that? Where are you taking from you know the school?" Herbert's just like, "You know, don't worry about it. It's not your business. It's just like it's not my business that you're fucking the dean's daughter. So how about we uh, just leave it at that?" So, yeah, he pretty much gets told to mind his own business, and then later that night, um, Dan wakes up to the the screaming in the middle of the night of his cat or a cat, we should say, because he thinks his cat's dead. Um, so he hears the screaming and whatnot. Uh, he arms himself with a bat and tries to get into Herbert's room, but there's no answer, of course. So then he uh, breaks down the basement door because apparently Herbert's a, a, f a creep and you know locks the basement door even though it's a joint property. Uh, he gets down there and he sees that Herbert's being attacked by the dead cat. And then the two of them decide to team up to play uh, pretty much, you know, it's pretty much like a game of whack-a-mole, but it's uh, who can whack the cat who's very stealthy in this basement. And at one point, the cat jumps out and pretty much, like, tackles Dan. So then Dan grabs it and r literally chucks it at the wall. Chucks it at the basement wall. 
And then he's looking at the cat. And he's like, shit, that's Rufus. That's my cat. How's that my cat? Um, and then at that point, um, he's looking back at Herbert. He's all shocked and confused as to what's going on. And then Herbert just, you know, yells, watch out. But to pretend like the cat was coming out. And he, Herbert finds it the funniest thing ever for pretty much like doing this little prank on him. Um, yeah, he's Herbert's literally in the corner of the basement just laughing his ass off because he finds it being the, the most enjoyable prank ever. Uh, we then see Dan and Herbert sitting down doing some like brain research, going over some paperwork and whatnot. And uh, Herbert uh, claims that he's beaten the six to ten second lifespan, or is it seconds or minutes? I can't remember now. I think it's seconds. Uh, six to ten, six to twelve lifespan of the brain after it's been removed. Um, that's when we come to find out that green vial earlier that Herbert was hiding is actually a chemical that brings the dead back to life. Um, and Dan doesn't believe it at all. He's like, no, yeah, that was Rufus, but he wasn't dead. You must have, you know, gave him something to slow his heartbeat down to a sedative of some sort. And he's like, well, no, you know, the cat's dead now, right? Picks it up and drops, drops it on the desk. He's like, yeah, the cat's clearly dead. So he gives the cat another shot. And at this point, the cat's, you know, trying to come back to life. Uh, of course, its back's been broken because it got smashed up against a wall. And at that point, Meg walks in and literally screams. Uh, we find out that Dan and Meg are talking upstairs. And Meg has some information on Herbert. Apparently, he was in a mental hospital in the past. And they literally had to rip his body off of Dr. Goober. And they're trying to say, you know, they pretty much killed him. So she's very, very concerned and scared for Dan's well-being. Um, then the next morning, Dan has talked with the dean, and the dean doesn't believe him a thing because um, Dan's in there to tell the dean, like, Herbert has come come up with a cure to, you know, pretty much cure death and to keep the brain working. Um, but, yeah, the dean's not having any any sense of this and pretty much tells Dan to pretty much go away. Um, but yeah, and then we have Meg who's um, trying to get between Dan and Herbert, um, but Dan's been drinking the Kool-Aid, let's say, and he's clearly on Team Herbert because, uh, um, I'm going to start saying West because West just sounds better, last name. Um, but yeah, he's on his team because he sees what the chemical can do and how it can bring someone back to, back to life after you know losing a loved one. So he definitely wants to try working on this more to perfect it so that, you know, it's going to be easier and better on life in the long run, um, which I don't think it really would be because, you know, we all going to run our life cycle, right? You know, once you get a certain age, your body's just going to start falling apart. So bring yourself back to life unless you're going to redo your body parts all over and over again. It's, it's just not going to be feasible. Um, then we have the scene of Dan who's seen taking another body into the morgue. Uh, the only thing is the person underneath the sheet on the gurney is actually Mr. West himself because that's their plan. Uh, their plan is to sneak into the morgue and find a usable body. Um, come across a few bodies but are having no luck at first. One body has like a shotgun hole in the head. So that's not going to be uh, very beneficial for their study. And then another body smells like pretty much you know, rotten flesh because it's been dead for so long. Uh, then they come across another body that's been only dead for a couple hours, so they're like, you know what, we're going to use this body. we got we got to use one of these bodies. Um, so yeah, they're going to inject the liquid into the dead body right in the morgue. Uh, upon injecting the skull, nothing seems to be happening. Um, Herbert's like, of course, this is our first test on the human body. So of course the human body is going to need a different dosage than the animal would. So he starts upping the dosage a little bit here and there. And then... Um, 
there's still nothing happening at this point. Um, the dean is then on the search for the two of them because he knows they're somewhere in the building. And he, he asks the front desk lady, and she's like, "Well, Dan was just seen going to the morgue, so he's on the search for them to, you know, sit them down, talk to them because they're uh, he obviously thinks they're being crazy." Um, but as soon as Dan's getting ready to cover up the body, the body actually comes alive and starts like literally raging out on them, uh, it, to the point where he's, he's, I think he's got West and Dean or Dan both in a, like a chokehold with one hand or like one hand on each throat. Um, and then the Dean comes into the room. So you got the morgue and then you got the freezer room. They're in the freezer room, of course, and they lock the door inside for whatever reason. Um, I guess just so they could do their experiment without being, you know, uh, annoyed or bugged by anyone, even though that's going to come to bite them in the ass. But yeah, the Dean's banging on the freezer door, uh, trying to get in, but of course they can't get in. Um, then the zombie, I guess we're going to call them zombies. I guess that would be the proper term for them. Um, he gets done beating the crap out of West and Dan, and then he literally charges at the door, breaks down the locked freezer door, and like crushes the dean with it and then literally just starts stomping on the door and then he gets uh, he throws the door off the top of the dean picks the dean up and then literally just chucks him towards the wall and uh dan's trying to get get the zombie off of the dean but nothing's happening this yeah you know, he's a big he's a big lad he's a big muscular lad he's also naked which is kind of weird um it's understandable though because he's in a morgue and he's supposed to be a dead body but yeah um dan's trying to get get him off the dean nothing's working so West grabs this like medical tool, some kind of medical drill, maybe for like cutting your s the skull open. Literally comes behind him, does like a one arm choke, and then takes his other arm with the drill and literally drills through the zombie's back and right out of his chest. And that that's what kills him. Uh, then Herbert's plan is to bring the Dean back to life because of course he's dead because of what just happened with this zombie creature. Um, and then Herbert's plan works. He actually brings the Dean back to life within 17 seconds of injecting him. And, uh, and as he does that, Meg starts coming in towards the morgue. And uh, at that point in time, they have the Dean up on this like medical gurney. And at this point in time, the Dean actually grabs both of them by the throat and starts choking them. And then the security guard shows up. And there's a little bit of a fight between the two of them. And then the security guard shows up. And he's all confused because he sees blood everywhere. And Herbert comes up with this plan, you know, ex explaining that, you know, the Dean came in talking all this crazy no nonsense, uh, tries to attack them. He, he grabbed the medical saw and sawed into this other body because at this point in time, the Dean's also trying to, you know, make sense of things kind of, I guess, because he's like huddled in a corner crying. He's, he's definitely not making any sense at all. Because, you know, he, he's some kind of undead creature now. And then back at the house, uh, Herbert is explaining their plan for the future. He's, you know, he's like, we can walk away. We can do our own thing now. We have the technology. We have the science down pretty much, Pat. We can bring people back to life. We, you know, pretty much just drop out of college, drop out of medical school, and we'll be set. And then this whole time he's explaining this pain, Herbert gets this pain in the back of his head. And he said he walks away. So then Dan falls behind him and sees that Herbert is getting ready to inject himself with the same vial that he injected, you know, the cat and the Dean and everyone else. Um, he's apparently using it to like keep his mind awake and keep his mind active. He he just injects himself. Well, he actually has Dan inject him, inject him for him. Um, he does this little like body shake thing and it looks like he's going to change, but he, he 
gets control of his body and yeah i don't know how long he's been injecting himself with this the vials but uh that's some added detail and then we have uh meg who's watching over her father her father is now the dean of course is now in a straitjacket inside of a padded room uh they think he's gone mentally crazy which he's not he's just you know he's dead and he came back to life i mean when you use this vial and you bring someone back from the dead it actually doesn't bring them back normally it's like the pet cemetery um they come back crazy they come back as you know a crazy dead creature and then we have uh carl who's showing up um he's talking to meg he's like you know i want you to sign over the papers that way i can do some tests on your father that way we can figure out what's going on with his brain that way we can hopefully cure him at some point in time uh meg doesn't want to hear anything about it though and at the same time carl is also coming on to her like i know you're all alone now so you know if you need anyone at all i'm here for you He's just a total, total goddamn creep. Um, but Meg's like, you know what, I don't want to do it. And she walks off. She's just, you know, she's upset. Her mom's clearly nowhere in the picture. And her dad is now, they think, mentally crazy and tried to kill two students. That's the, the story that they're going on. Um, but yeah, Carl takes takes the DNA away, even though he doesn't make, have Meg's permission. And he starts doing some tests. And he finds out that the dean has a broken, I think a broken neck and should be dead. But yeah, he's still you know, in a sense, mentally functioning in a very primitive state, at least. Um, then Meg, or Dan goes to talk to Meg to explain to her, you know, her father isn't saying that he's actually dead and that it's Herbert. He used his um, serum to bring the Dean back to life and to try and, you know, fix the things that happened. But clearly it's not fixing anything. Um, then we then have uh, Herbert, who's in this basement, you know, doing some studies, reading up on some paperwork. He's got his microscope out, doing some tests, and then Carl just randomly shows up in the basement. Just literally randomly shows up, and um, he wants to take Herbert's study and claim all the evidence for himself to try and make himself, you know, higher up on the, the charts, because apparently that's what Carl does. He just takes other scientists' informations and studies and claims them as his own. Um, and then Carl's talking to Herbert, and I don't know if he's got some, like, eye power or some medical or some like special control but he literally convinces um herbert to give up the paperwork but at the same time herbert's slowly you know taking a walk back and after giving carl his notebook and he literally grabs a shovel whacks carl over the back of the head with the shovel and then literally takes the shovel and decapitates him uh but the whole to set that up as well um herbert shows carl this uh microscope that he has and it shows him some dead cat tissue and what happens when he injects the dead cat tissue with the the serum and that gives carol you know all excited he's like i i can't imagine what this is going to do for me i'm, I'm going to be famous yada 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 anyways um after uh herbert decapitates him he puts his head his severed head onto his desk in this like medical jar or medical container and he reanimates the doctor's head as well his body so Herbert's excited he's like this is gonna be the first time I can reanimate a head that's not attached to a body so he's all excited about that uh, I don't know really why but anyways he injects the back of the head and he ejects the heart which you know makes it come back to life weirdly enough uh, but then Dan and Meg are back at the hospital Dan's going through some files um, he comes across this one file that is from Mr. Hill um, Carl Hill 
and it's actually like a file that's full of like makes hair and other random things which is just really creepy status very creepy but anyways meg goes in to check on her dad because she thinks that's a smart idea and her dad's just like panic in this the corner the room just staring in the corner uh that's when dan comes in and sees sees that you know he's got a hole in his skull and he's already had a some kind of test on him to see what's wrong um which is the test that carl wants to do on him anyways but meg said no yeah. so carl carl's a great guy so he's a wonderful doctor but then we have herbert waking up in the basement because apparently he was studying for a while he must have just passed out but when he wakes back up uh he wakes up to find that all his paperwork is gone the severed head is gone and the body is gone as well and then we see the head uh being carried into hill's office um and he sets him down on the the desk and literally just starts injecting him with more of the serums um and the severed body is just walking around the, the office looking for various things stumbling into everything of course and then next thing we know we see the severed body of dr hill walking towards the morgue and he's got this fake head fake uh, like study head on top with a face mask on and he's actually carrying the severed head in like a almost looks like a bowling bag it's some kind of medical bag though then we have uh dan he's reaching he's uh checking on meg to see if she's safe um they're having a mid like a talk midway and actually before that um the hill's severed head and whatnot they go to talk to the dean well it's not really a conversation they just you know they have mumbling words back to each other but that sets up the next scene uh dan's going to see you know meg and you know talk to her and you know try and console her and everything and that's when her dad literally comes through the wall at her and uh next thing you know we cut back to the morgue and the dean is carrying in uh his daughter's lifeless body she's not dead though she's just knocked out from the the attack um cut back to the house again though and we have dan being woken up by herbert um they're back at the um the house and then they head back to um i believe it's hills then we cut back actually yeah we cut back to see uh hills severed head is watching as his body starts to literally grow uh meg's naked body is this is where the movie gets really weird uh, my notes are a little bit jumbled, but yeah, this movie gets a little weird because we have the Dean carrying in his lifeless daughter's body, setting her down on the table, like the operating table, and then he's literally ripping off all her clothes. Um, that's your kid. I know you're dead, but that that's still your kid, so that's really weird. Um, and then the fact that Hill, Hill's head is in this little container beside her body and he's like making weird ass faces and then his decapitated body is literally groping her boobs that's where things get you know pretty weird and then we have uh, herbert and dan showing up to save the day i'm very disappointed in you you steal the secret of life and death and here you are trysting with the bubble-headed co-ed you're not even a second-rate scientist <laughs> Mr. West, I'm actually glad to see you. It saves me the trouble of having to send for you. You'll never get credit for my discovery. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. I wonder why an intelligent young man like yourself should make such a 
fatal mistake of coming here to challenge me. Oh, I have a plan. So do I. Um, we see that um, at this point, it's pretty much the two of them against the Dean and Hill, but at the same time, we've come to find out that while time has gone on, Hill's actually been reanimating all the dead bodies in the morgue, and they've just been hiding on the tables waiting for the perfect time to come alive. Uh, then they, they're pretty much outnumbered. And then, you know, fight ensues with everyone, and Meg's starts, you know, screaming at her dad because, you know, all the zombies are attacking, and, you know, pretty much screaming, you know, you gotta help me, you gotta protect me, I'm your daughter. And that finally gets through to him, and uh, the Dean starts attacking Hill's body, and then next thing we know, um, the body gets thrown out of the morgue, and the, the security guards are literally walking towards the morgue, and he's all confused as to what's going on. And um, then we have the Dean, who's literally grabbing Hill's skull, and yeah, crushing the skull. And as he's crushing the Hill's skull, all the other infected or infected dead with the serum are all having the same you know pain so i don't know if it's all connected or how it's all connected i really didn't understand that part at all maybe if i watch it again i can try and slow it down to see what's going on but it seems like their their pain tolerance is all connected together um and then once that happens hill's, hill's body is like certain to fall apart and the whole chest opens up and i guess it's like the intestine track literally wraps around herbert's body and is like wrapping around him like an anaconda constricting around him which i thought was really cool but really weird at the same time um and then we have the room that's starting to fill up with gas and smoke and we, s we literally just see the full com smoke coming and we just see herbert on the ground you know constricted by this intestines of the body just you know trying to reach out for safety but he's he's not getting out of it um, he's squirming, he's trying, but nothing's happening. And then we have Meg and Dan who are running towards the elevator to escape. Um, they get inside the elevator, but there's another zombie that comes and literally grabs uh, Meg by the throat and starts choking her to the point where, you know, it actually kills her. And uh, Dan has to run to the fire fire hatch and literally breaks the glass to get the, the fire axe out. And it cuts the arm off the zombie off and then like kicks the kicks the body out and um, he's trying to save her but she's uh she's not coming to we just see the like the severed hand or like the forearm and hand just flapping on the elevator floor and then we essentially from there we have the same scene from near the start of the movie where Dan is trying to bring back the other patient uh, from the early part of the movie it's not the actual beginning of the movie but it's pretty close to the beginning of the movie um but yeah now this time it's changed and the patient is not a random girl anymore it's actually um meg you know his fiance, the girl that he loves um but of course it's the same as the first patient she's not coming back to life and it's too too far gone for her sadly um so everyone leaves the room and he's he's sad he's heartbroken he you know he gives her a little kiss on the lip and pretty much is saying his final goodbye, but everyone else has gone in the room, and then he just just stands there and has an idea, and he still has a serum on him, so he decides to you know inject her with the serum, and then the screen starts to fade to black, and then we just hear her screaming, and that pretty much ends the movie. Um, it's a very interesting movie. I know it was all a little bit all over the place. I think it has decent pacing. I, I think I hit most of the points. 
Um, special effects, though, I think are wonderful in this movie. I actually love them. Um, the effects on the the zombies or whatever you might want to call them is very well done. Um, the effects on Dr. Gould or Goober or Gooder, whatever his name was at the beginning, where his eyes are getting all big and the veins are cop popping out and pretty much his face is just starting to melt a little bit. Very cool. Um, Hill's severed head and the whole interaction between him and the body afterwards. That's very cool. Um, Hill's definitely a very creepy character. Uh, he's that you know creepy older guy who's just into like the younger college kids um played very well i think everyone in the movie does really well um there are some scenes that are a little bit hard hard to watch i know my girlfriend had a hard time watching the scene where the cat gets thrown up against the wall because you know me too i don't i don't like seeing animal violence in the movie but you can definitely tell it was a you know just a puppet um which is good you know it's not like cannibal holocaust with the turtle and we'll never review that movie ever i've watched it once and that's m more than enough for me um but yeah definitely a good movie um i can't remember what my scoring was if it was a five or ten uh let's say if it's a ten i would give it a seven and a half or 7.7 .7, let's say definitely a good movie solid movie um I haven't watched the second one, and I think there's a third one, too, actually, to be honest with you. I haven't watched either one of those, so maybe in a couple of weeks we'll watch the second one and see how it compares to the first one. I know it's kind of the Bride of Frankenstein-esque movie, so it might be interesting. You know, it could be, or it might be horrible. Either way. Uh, but yeah, we are going to pick our next movie to watch next week. Um, I'm actually already got picked out. And it's actually free to watch on Tubi if you guys have that app on Xbox or whatever console you might have. Uh, we're going to watch The Warlock. Um, I don't think I watched this movie. might have years ago, um, but upon you know, just reading the description, I don't think I've watched it. So uh, hopefully it's going to be a new watch, something I've never seen before, which is always good. That's something I want to do more of. I want to start picking movies I know I've never seen before because I think it'd make it a little bit more interesting, uh, be a little bit more fresh. Uh, that way I'll be a little bit more focused to pick up on every little detail or as much detail as possible. But we'll see how it goes. So next week we'll be watching The Warlock and uh, I'll have the link to the trailer down in the description below. So like always, if you guys enjoyed it, make sure to you know leave a thumbs up, a like, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, I should say. Uh, feel free to share it. Every little bit helps. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Bye-bye.